0: America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Oh, my God.
1: First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and Davey, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. I smell too sweet, Brady, DBP, the BD Elite. Right here in 4K, about to blow up like TNT. I smell too sweet, Brady, DBP, the BD Elite.
2: Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman from Up Next. Postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever
1: you found us. And of course, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Yes, Twitch Room. We are
2: podcasters. We record podcasts. And uh, some of these shows that we do, we record them live on Twitch. So yes, Twitch is not just for gaming, apparently. But we also do that too. It's
1: yeah, we but, can talk all wrestling and stuff. here. Yeah, that's right. It's a it's safe a, space. It is a
2: safe space. Uh, we are up next. We are your NXT friends. Friends. And last night we we talked about NXT. We did up next, covering all sorts of stuff, going into stand and deliver. Uh, right off the bat, some some news. I we haven't talked about this in a while, but NXT used to do this thing where they're like. Oh, up next goes live right after the show. So let's wait till they're done and then yeah. release a story that has to do with like changing the course of the week or whatever. Last night, NXT goes off the air with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole being pulled apart. And then Adam Cole decks William Regal mm. and Regal's like giving him that look. So clearly we're getting William Regal versus Adam Cole. <laughs> next
1: or tag, week. Regal and HBK.
2: <laughs> we, we do was next on the Patreon and we're in this like, there's this storyline that's going to kind of ramp up where we are mm. where it's chris hero and william Reed. regal yeah so i'm um, pretty interested I, I don't know kyle I, he uh, kyle
1: looked like he was mad but regal didn't hit him back he no you just, just i i still think we might get like an added stipulation like okay. like a loser leaves right. something like that like regal's like you're gonna put your hands on oh. me like, I'm done with you two. You can't be in the same place together. Damn. So, so what? You think Cole's going main It'll roster? be a call-up, yeah. Yeah. And then you can have Finn with the... Uh, sorry, Finn. Kyle with the win over Cole chasing for the title again. Yeah, true. It's kind of where I see it going. Yeah, I can't see Cross winning. Mm.
2: It doesn't make sense to me now. Uh, Finn's too hot. Uh, yeah, yeah So so that that's kind of a story going into there. And again, we'll be doing these watch-alongs and post-shows for both nights of Stand and Deliver. So two nights of TakeOver... And we'll be doing watch along and post shows. So twitch.tv slash up next podcast. You already know, but uh, that's all the NXT stuff. But we also talk about AEW. We do. That's yeah. That's what we're here for. And that's why we do BD elite. It's kind of a little up next, if you will. Um, I, I, well, actually, before, before we do go into some AEW, I know that everyone's, I'm seeing so many memes and, and tweets about, uh, the peacock
1: censoring. Stuff on the um, WWE network, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of stuff <laughs> censored. Um, Vince McMahon, two thousand five. Yes, uh, the Trump episode of Raw. Uh, I I reckon there's, there's what loads. Trump episode though? What did he do? I think he was guest wh- when they were doing the guest hosts. Yeah, didn't he? Oh, he owned the company or something, probably, right? Some stupid something. So they would
2: have to remove a lot of him.
1: Yeah, I I personally don't really agree with that. I think you should put like disclaimers yeah. at the beginning. Uh, I I don't like the idea of wiping out history. We should learn from it, even with TV. I think you can have... We've learned as a society, this isn't appropriate now, but this is how things were in 2002 or 2005 or whatever it is. Um, Is it very WWE of them to pretend never happened? Is that what they're trying to do? I don't know. I doubt this is a WWE decision because it's not like they've been there on the network the whole time. There's been little edits here and there, but in general, the stuff has been on the network. Yeah. I just feel like the Americans have a real raw deal at the moment with this network thing. Which are just simple things. Like recently we've been doing uh watch on Twitch of Thunder from WCW ninety eight or we've done WWF ninety two superstars and just random pay per views as well. You can't go you back. You can't go back yet. Eventually I guess the plan will be but there's going to be so many edits and things on all these. Um, It's weird. I work. I feel bad for people. Yeah. I work at a TV
2: station and we air a lot of retro programming like Gilligan's Island and 80s sitcoms Mm. and stuff like that. Some very well versed in sitcoms lately, but a a lot lately we've been adding these billboards that, play before certain episodes so part of my job is to flag things that i you know jokes that wouldn't fly today are inappropriate yeah that things like that thing, yeah and we have these billboards and i think we've talked about it before where one time we were watching nxt and rush hour came on afterwards mm. and it put they put usa network put up a billboard like hey we all love our buddy cop comedies but just remember this is from such and such instead of th- the one we air at work was similar it says instead of pretending it didn't happen we're going to air it and we can all learn and discuss and things like that and then we got the station i work at got hate and people were like, oh, that, just air it. Why do you need this billboard? And people were like, well, well, no, we're still airing it. We're just, just you covering know. our ass, first of all. Yeah, but, for sure. Like, yeah, like, hey, this is, we're airing it because we want to air it. And it's like what it is because there are certain episodes or certain things that we do have to either, uh, like just not air the episode mm. or maybe, you know, one certain word we, we edit out or something like that. If, if it's very bad in today's standards because old mm. TV shows were wild. But I feel like if if you're if you're subscribing to the Peacock,
1: what else are they going to edit? Like, are they going to edit out of things or like movies and stuff? Like, how yeah. say you've got the Tarantino library on there? Right? Like how edited is that going to be? Exactly. And I, I know wrestling's always in this weird position because it's um, generally kind of written poorly. Like when they they do things that are a bit controversial, it tends not to be dealt with that much. Kind of care or tact mm-hmm. so i and people are kind of playing themselves as well mixed with character. so i do get sometimes why people are a bit but i don't know mm. i i find it personally kind of interesting if i'm watching a movie from the 50s and it's like oh this is what people's attitudes were now because this is the hero of this story and he's saying things that i think today is unacceptable and right. it kind of gives you an insight of how human beings thought and lived at that time or what was funny, like Mm. some things that were hilarious. Then you go, Oh, actually that's a bit distasteful or offensive or whatever, but people used to find that funny. I don't know. I, I don't think just going with scissors and pretending, cutting things out, pretending they didn't exist is the right way. And I just feel bad for people who've had the network since 2014. And now they're just having everything kind of pulled away. And you're, I mean, you're paying a lot less for Peacock, but you also, maybe you want Peacock because you get all this
2: other Mm. like content on it and stuff like that. It's different for us. We're in Toronto, we're in Canada. We use like, I know I have Netflix, we got Crave, which is essentially our HBO, Crave Mm. Canada here. And then we have Prime, which also has stuff, but neither of those, Netflix used to put wrestling on it back, back in the day. And then of course we have the network, but you have to get it through the station, the Mm. the actual station to get a login, which I think is so stupid. Uh, yeah. So we, you know, we use VPNs. <laughs>
3: yeah, I,
1: I mean, I'm very lucky because my PlayStation's British, UK, and my credit card, like my account, it's signed up to the network is right. UK. So I pay a couple of dollars more because of conversion, but right. uh, it means we don't really have much of a problem.
2: Yeah. So I guess we still continue on this route on this UK yeah. one that that we use because we we do so many other podcasts. Like this week, we're doing a <laughs> Patreon show on Canadian Stampede. And up yours with Brent Nickel, world champ, world champ. And it's like, if we were in the States, we couldn't be able to access Yeah. Because we wouldn't be able to go
1: on the network. So sorry, people who... would like have to, to go on hunting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you probably could find I, I mean, you
1: can find these easy enough. I if, think if so. If you know how to use the internet, you can find these things. Yeah. But I would say random episodes and, like, I don't know how easy... It's going to be to find some things. You know what I want. They
2: you know what they need to put on Peacock: uh, the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. <laughs> Where's that DVD? Yeah, uh, I I I don't uh, I don't know if the the censorship's affect me. I just th- I think it's petty considering WWE. It's like no, you should own up to some of the stupid, dumb shit you've done before. Don't try yeah. to pretend it didn't happen because because yeah. you did it. And definitely, I'm definitely meaning some of like the Vince McMahon stuff for sure to be completely absolutely. honest with that someone, someone's someone gotta be like QCing over this
1: content maybe they've never seen WWE before and just sighing and like- they go oh. I think i told but you on 99 to like 2005, they're just like, Oh, there's
2: more. I think like- I've mentioned this story at least to you, but I don't know if it was on the air, but uh, I used to work at fight network and we would get so many different properties of wrestling and fighting stuff like that. So we started getting ICW mm. from over there. So I would watch it every week. I told all the people at work, like my job was to quality control that show and, and stuff like that. But I got, I would watch it all the time. And then I saw session moth Martina. Mm. Uh, come out and start putting condoms on her hands, and starts using m- condom mandible claws, and I'm like, W-w-we-? she's being safe. It's, she was, yeah. she was, but I was like, ah, we're airing this at like a kind of eight p.m. kind of thing. Like maybe we aired it later, like
1: eight p.m. for condoms on hands.
2: I don't know. Come on. So I, I had to mention it to my boss, like, hey, like you know, I love this show, but I thought this was kind mm-hmm. of weird. And then she, like, watches it fully with me, and, like, yes, she go she gets, like, rubbers out, she's putting them in people's butts, she's putting them in people's mouths. It was, it was real, it wasn't something for me. It's like the, Priscilla Kelly did the, the whole, what, the tampon thing? Mm. You necessarily might want to not
1: air that on TV. Yeah. On TV. I don't know about condoms then, though. It was like weird. I'm watching a show where people are pretending to hurt each other. I'm watching violence, and I'm getting offended was, by someone putting condoms on their it hands. It
2: made me feel like I remember she kept putting like putting it down people's pants and then putting it in people's butts and stuff. That, it, I mean, it, if it's going up someone's butt, it like, mean okay. it mean you me of all people, right. <laughs> me of all people, it made me go, ooh, that's that's okay. a little testy. And they were like, yeah, we we need to like get an edited version of this. So mm. they they asked ICW. They're like, hey. Is there any way we could not air this segment? Like this is, and they're like, "Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah." Well, here's, we're we'll sending you. It's in. important. It's
1: important for the character <laughs> development. Censorship,
2: Ooh, Censorship. You know me. I'm not approved, but it definitely like sure. rubbed me. And in fact, I still went on to. Su- I love Session Moth, and I, I think finally she's in the Ring of Honor getting some stuff done. But I'm like, uh, you know, maybe for not TV, but for a network, I pay for something. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, of course, I want to watch all these different things. But, uh, yeah, censor censorship sucks. Um, another thing, Orange Cassidy got a theme song. Yeah. Tony Khan. First, he buys Tarzan boy for jungle boy. And now he, he has, he couldn't get uh Jefferson airplane for Jefferson Starship. Yeah. Starship airplane for Orange Cassidy. I, apparently they highballed TK. They're right. like, yeah, give us this much. And he's like, I just can't nope. like, no, come on. So instead he got, uh, Pixies. Where's my mind. Okay. So, I'm, I'm kind of, Pixies on a Wrestling Show sounds like- I can't think what the song is, but I'll give it uh, a listen. It's the Fight Club song. Okay.
1: Cool. Ooh,
2: that one. Right. It's, yeah. Uh, so I guess it fits his, his cool. like chill character. Yeah. I
1: like that they're getting proper yeah. songs and stuff for people. I think it's good. The reason I bring it up is because they
2: buy Jungle Boy a theme. They buy Orange Cassidy a theme, but Pinnacle just mm-hmm. gets this generic brand (laughs) rock song for now yeah I would seem- I would have bought something heavy for that. I don't yeah. know, some motley crew or something something to piss Jericho off even more.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> buy a rock song from the eighties. <laughs> buy a Judas song. <laughs> yeah, uh, buy a Fozzie song. Yeah, yeah. A, a Judas song. Yeah. song. <laughs> or come out to Judas. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, and I'm I'm interested I like seeing real songs used in wrestling and Pixie's in a wrestling show in twenty twenty one is pretty crazy, mm. so um cool stuff. Let's go into Dynamite from March twenty fourth. 2021 and we start off with Kenny Omega the world champion here in AEW going up against Matt Seidel this is the match where Tony Khan was like, nine, nine days, days, nine days, nine days. What was his deal on that one? In nine days,
1: <laughs> nine days of AEW Dynamite on TV, on TNT, nine days, nine days.
2: <laughs> where was Tony's mind there? Uh, realistically, he was losing it. So this is the match he was hyping up, and it's Kenny versus Matt Seidel. And they call this like eliminator thing, because if Seidel gets a win, he instantly gets a title shot. That's how it goes here in AEW. Yes. Which I think is how it should go in every wrestling. It seems to be the game. case all the time, yeah. So, Kenny Omega starts, uh, beating down on Matt Seidel. There's a great sign in, this, in the crowd, because they do have people here, uh, which is nice to see. And it's, Kenny is gonna beat up a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a planted sign? <laughs> Very know. funny. I, I love it. Uh, there's, um, Don Callis on commentary who keeps saying this young upstart, Matt Seidel. Yeah. yeah Kenny. This kid. Yeah, this kid. And Excalibur's like, yeah, dude, they're the same age. And like, this guy's been around the world too. Like, fuck. Kenny beats him up, but every time he goes for something technical, Seidel gets out of it. He's so fast. There's a series of head scissors, this crazy twisting senton, on, uh, this, another head scissors, but then eats this lariat from Kenny. Kenny then just crushes him with this backbreaker. It reminded me of Bane crushing Batman's back. Mm. I think that's what he was going for, but it's only a near fall. Seidel hits these spin kicks and then another one to the mush. There's then an avalanche Frankensteiner and then this like fisherman Brainbuster for a near fall. Kenny kicks out. Then another crazy Frankensteiner spot. And, and it's this is so many fast counters. Uh, Matt Seidel, I think, kind of came into AEW on this, like, like I don't know, a little bit of a blip with that shooting star yeah. off the beginning here. But he's kind of proving here he can still go just like any of the actual young and up-and-comers, because these moves are crazy. He's flying around everywhere. There's this Snapdragon that damn near kills him. There's roll-ups.
1: It was less snappy and more just, like, intent, like, I'm going to break your neck here. So he it would look crazy. Yeah, I
2: think he gives Kenny a receipt because he does the like or the rave effect the the spiral thing, the page turner thing and Kenny Kenny sells moves like a fucking oh, machine. spiked it. Yeah, this looks nasty. I bet that this would be it, but he kicks out. Uh Kenny comes back with these knees. The one-winged angel is then countered into this Victory roll? What in the hell was this? There's poison Rana's. The counters here were nuts. Out of this world. There's then this like back and forth action. Kenny decides it's time to put it to bed. V Trigger just taking his head off. The one winged
1: angel crushing him. The champ Kenny Omega wins. I really enjoyed this match. I thought Matt Seidel was great here. And some of the moves he took, like, I I was concerned for him. Yeah. They looked nasty. I thought some of the near falls with this being set up, you know, if Kenny loses, there's a title shot there are at points. I kind of bought maybe Kenny's been getting a bit too cocky yeah. and we were going to have a big upset to start dynamite. Cause some of the near falls were like 2.9 seconds. Looked great. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Thought this was excellent.
2: Yeah, I think this was my match of the night
1: I for think so. over both shows. I was pretty high on the Kushina
2: match last night, but this uh, blew me away. I love the main event here on Dynamite as well. But uh, I, I am, I know, I, I am a huge Kenny Omega fan, and some, some of the stuff he's doing, like with the character work, is some of it's kind of weird and annoying, and I can see people hating it. But what I love from this guy is bell to bell. Like this guy makes for you sure. believe that he's this wrestling killer
1: god, machine, essentially. And Matt Seidel, I thought this was his best outing here in AEW, hands down. Absolutely. Uh, I completely agree. Kenny is someone who I'm very hot and cold with, with the character work. Sometimes I'm like, oh, he's way too pantomime villain. But other times I'm like, am I just so used to seeing the same types of character in wrestling and the fact Kenny's doing something quite different is jarring to me. And maybe it's not necessarily bad. And maybe in a few years' time we'll look back and kind of appreciate a bit more because right. how much it does stand out from the rest of the maybe cookie cutter heels. Um yeah, I, so I, I'm quite hot and cold with his character work because I, I do at times just sort of feel a bit taken out of it. But in the ring he's he's so solid and I thought Matt Saidal was great here as well
2: yeah that counter where he goes for the one-winged angel and he bounces off the ropes flips in midair and head scissors or whatever like what the hell was that um so matt seidel honestly he he proved his 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 worth here honestly i I was like man give this let this guy continue if he can continue to have matches like this Mm. he's great he's fantastic uh so kenny beats him though i I actually kind of wanted
1: him to win so we can get this title match like next week or something. <laughs> I think it would have been interesting. But I mean, that's that's all the match needed to do is make you buy that. Yeah. It could have happened. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this was great. We go to the Dark Order backstage. Johnny
2: Hungy is here and he says, get out of here, Marvez. And then they practice coffin drops and it's him avoiding the coffin drops it's from great. the Dark Order. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> and then five, Alan Angels goes to do it and they all just let him fall. Poor Alan Angels. <laughs> uh yeah this is funny. I like this is it. so good uh i th- I know John Silver obviously like the praise of his comedy work, but clearly he like i i I know he has a YouTube thing and he does he, he posts a lot of stuff about comedy movies and I know like that's all he studies and mm-hmm. like as well as wrestling I'm sure, but he's he's nailing it it's so funny. We go to Caesar bononi mm-hmm. And he's gonna be facing. I wrote Tito Sabatelli. (laughs) Caesar (laughs) Bononi.
1: Interchangeable. Uh,
2: So Caesar Bononi hangs around with Nick Nemeth, Ryan Nemeth. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So Tito
1: and Nick. No, Uh, one of the many Drakes in wrestling. There's so many Drakes in wrestling. Yeah, J D Drake. We but no Drake works for second week in a row. All right. Yeah. Mm.
2: True. It's the, this is the, the good
1: Drake. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> the Drake. So, this is Ryan Nemeth and J.D. Drake. Yeah. They're a new team. J.D. Drake, we've mentioned from Evolve. We, we kind of figured he was going to get picked up by NXT.
1: Yeah, I, I, like this guy. He's yeah. someone that always shone in Evolve yeah. to me. Like, he, you look at him and he's like, eh, you're like, eh, all right. And then you watch his matches. You're like, oh, you're It's got a Kevin Owens vibe about him, like a real, like, everyday guy. And you look at him and you're like, kind of looks like shit. And then he talks and you're like, okay, but you're like me. He reminds And then you him, yeah. wrestle and you like, root for him. I like him a lot.
5: I,
2: it's, it sounds like, it's going to sound like a weird stretch, but he gives me Austin vibes. He's okay. like, Austin was supposed to be. You're supposed to like be the everyday Blue guy, but, I mean, but he's yeah. jacked. But like this guy's not jacked. He's no. literally the every. He's like Tim the Toolman. He's like that comedian. The the country or well, the
1: bear from Toy Story Three.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly this guy. I love him. But they're calling. So Ryan Emmett is the the hunk. Yeah, and they're calling themselves the Hollywood. He's the Hollywood hunk. They're the hunk and chunk. Okay. Is that is that what
1: this is, or is that what Sino told me? <laughs> it might. Ju- I don't know because uh, they'll start using this, this for sure. This trio, very strange. What is this? What i I'm not against it, but it's just such a weird mishmash of characters. Where's Pretty Peter? I thought he was with. Oh, them. he's in it as well. But I don't think but so. It's like the new evolution.
2: <laughs> Pretty Peter, Avalon, JD Drake, Ryan Nemeth, and Cesar Bononi. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And Evolution say, is a mystery. And they say NXT is the developmental show. No, I'm joking. So these guys are going up... Sorry, no, it's not these guys. It's just Benoni versus Hangman Page, who comes down for some business here. Uh There's a... Like, Cesaro Benoni just beats down on him early on, but then Hangman tries to keep... Um, body slamming him, but can't do it. There's a crossbody to the outside and, and Benoni catches him and slams him onto the apron. They're back in the ring and he's throwing Hangman around. But finally, Hangman gets his groove, hits him with this exploder suplex, and then the buckshot lariat and Hangman pins him.
1: Uh Yeah, I thought this was a pretty good little just match to heat up Hangman a little, um, going up against a bigger guy. Like, Benoni's pretty big. And it just shows just how good Hangman is with his, like, explosiveness here. Uh, buckshot taking him out. Uh, this was fine. Yeah, I, I, this just was just to get Hangman over. I yeah. kind of
2: want to see Hangman versus JD Drake. Yeah, why uh, not? With some time. Absolutely. That would be pretty good. Uh, after the match, Hangman drinks some beers and walks to the back. So he's having a good night. He's feeling good. He's mm. back on his way. He has a new shirt with the Dark Order.
1: Oh, he did also, um, yeah, kind of wish uh John silver luck earlier oh right yeah sorry um i really want to eventually just see this guy be the leader to be honest yeah um it's so funny because i when this dark order thing happened just started if you say to me in like a year or so's time you're gonna want hangman page to be the leader of this faction you just laugh (laughs) wouldn't you yeah whereas now i'm like yeah i want him to finally take that lead role in this faction and be the champion. I think it would be awesome and a real feel good moment for the dark order and stuff. Uh, I I'm loving this story right now. They have a new t-shirt.
2: Where it's like in the Dark Order font mixed in with cowboy stuff. Oh yeah,
1: cowboy boot, and it says, "I got friends in dark places." Oh, <laughs> I think it's. Really we fun. went on a little country kick the other week, and we were playing that song for sure, weren't we,
2: you guys? If lockdown, and pandemic's getting to me. I'm listening to country music sometimes. I get so high, I'm like, you know, because <laughs> I got friends in low places. Yo, uh, there's yo guilty fucking pleasure. Laugh at me all you want, wrestling fans. And I'm a Canadian boy who listens to hip hop, but uh, Florida Georgia Line featuring Nelly, a new song. Oh my god, it's good. Anthem, anthem. My Twitter is going to be up. Dark Order and
1: Hangman. No, no, Infant no. Sleep. I mean,
2: it could. I think it's called a little bit. Is the song? Yeah. Wow, banger. But I like the old school country, and I think Hangman does too. Uh, remember, you talked about Dwight Yoakam, the other records or, or something. Like few... who Hangman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got to be a country. <laughs> yeah, before. of yeah. course. Uh, so, we have an insert video from Murder Hawk Monster. He says, Sting, I looked up to you. In fact, I'm, you, you might not know this, but if without you, there would be no me. And then he holds up a bat and says, This bat meant justice, and now it means that everyone will have to listen to me. Sooner or later, it will be
1: showtime. So he's kind of calling out Sting for a match, it seems. I I think Archer's actually sounded really good in his promos the last couple of weeks to the point where I kind of feel it's time for Jake to move on and either just not be on TV or manage someone else. Yeah, Yeah, I could see him maybe going with someone else because I think Lance Archer's proved the last couple of weeks that he's very competent with a promo. I quite like the content here as well because he wasn't just like, ah, Sting your shit. He was like, I respect you, but, you know, it's time to move on. It's there's some truth in what he's saying, uh, which I always like in the heels where you kind of understand what their gripe is. It's like, yeah, Sting, you're great, but I'm here right now in my prime and I kind of want to be having the time you're getting on TV. Uh, I thought this was good. So we get an in-ring match between the two. Mm. Takeover night. Perhaps. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think that's what they'll do. They got to get something. It's weird. They haven't announced anything for takeover night yet. They're like, ah, we know you'll watch it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or they stack it. Christian versus Kenny.
2: <laughs> watch. Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, well, no, not really, because that's later. Sorry. Recap of a Lights Out match. The Lights Out match. Hey, maybe Adam Cole <laughs> will get kicked out of NXT and come over here. And, yeah. and stuff. Uh, Britt Baker said in an interview this week that... Adam Cole told her that he watched AEW backstage and NXT secretly in a room. Oh yeah.
1: For her match. For her match. Nice. <laughs> That's what Britt Baker said. I didn't say. It. I mean, it's so it's so pathetic if you get in trouble for yeah, that. Yeah. Like sorry, my girlfriend's in a main event right now. I'm yeah. going to watch that. I don't care if I'm WWE. You're telling me none of these guys watch the other show? I reckon so many of them do. I
2: bet there's a whole party of them. especially. So back- many
1: of them are just mates with them.
2: Yeah. Like, do you want to watch what your mates are doing every Wednesday? Of course you do. Yeah, of 100%. Uh, I, even back in the day, Nitro and Raw, I'm sure people were watching
1: yeah. this, the other stuff. But yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we get Britt Baker, who comes out with Tony. I did just like on this recap, they showed... Thunder Rosa's promo from after the show went right. off air, and I thought she sounded great. Uh, just so emotional and just se- seemed really genuine. It seemed like a really genuine moment when they caught up with Thunder Rosa. I'm really pleased they included this on the show this week. Yeah, uh, she she's pretty fiery. Like she's mm. like hyped up and like I am going to take this women's division, women's
2: wrestling, and mm. this whole thing because uh, it was a crazy match and they showed all the highlights. Yeah, uh, that power bomb into the tax man, holy. Tony Schiavone's with Britt Baker and she's in her new shirt already with the bloody face, of course. I love the one that she had like a year
1: ago or so with the kiss. From her broken nose. Yeah, oh my here. god, that shirt was amazing, man. Uh, I didn't. She's t- like, it worked for Becky Lynch, <laughs> so people need to keep on just punching me hard in the face. Yeah. Uh, I actually just found something on the the interwebs.
2: I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain, and somehow someone on Twitter found this clip where he was in Philadelphia for an episode of a show. Sorry, Anthony Bourdain. I was thinking Bowens for a second. Anthony Bowens.
1: Who's Anthony Bowens? (laughs) Um, The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed, yeah. I was
2: watching Anthony (laughs) Bowens' show. I was like,
1: okay, I didn't know you liked him that much. All right. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, yeah, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony
2: Bourdain, Parts Unknown. uh, He does this episode where he... He sits down and has dinner with Britt Baker and Adam Cole. I'm like, what? How have I never seen this episode? So I like watch this like five minute clip of him. They take him to like their favorite bar. Where is she from? P- Pittsburgh? Mm, that sounds about right yeah Yeah. so she takes them to like a famous spot there after the wrestling matches and stuff and they he's he basically is like i don't understand wrestling like Mm. i think it's fucking dumb and he's like sell me on it and stuff and they like explain like you
1: talk about food (laughs)
2: uh he he does say that uh he didn't quite get it but he has kids Mm. and his kids were like you gotta take us to like this show in la somewhere he's like yeah sure so he goes and wwe were like oh yeah like free tickets like all this stuff and then he watched it and he was like, Oh my god, I get it. Like this is insane. This they do this every week. There's matches, there's stories. He's like, I I completely get it. he's like, This is like Shakespeare. Like this is what mm. this is. And to hear that come from Anthony Bourdain, I'm like, fuck, thank you, man. Because mm. I fucking love you. And I wasn't about to hear you rip on wrestling. I, like, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't. And then him and Adam Cole like are talking about heels and baby faces and, and Britt Baker and stuff. And it you can definitely check it out. Someone oh, nice. someone yeah, clipped yeah, it. It's only like five minutes of what I've watched and it's from an episode and it was it was just interesting to see Adam Cole and Britt Baker, not only as uh like a couple obviously, but as wrestlers kind of just explaining why they love it wrestling and, and what they and, is and yeah, I was that like cool. I was like, hey, uh Britt Baker, you're you're both of you, Adam Cole and Britt Baker, you're both born to be stars. Because mm. this clip is like gotta be five plus years old. They're right. on the indies at this time. They're talking about how important indie wrestling is. And I'm like, <laughs> oh <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh so back back to Dynamite though. Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone here, Brit in her new shirt, and the crowd are just giving her the standing ovation. It's kind of like Edge Christian and uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. The the, the night after. Last night, where they're like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And she's like, that's it? That's the ovation I get? Come on. You can do better than that. And Thunder Rosa, you should thank me that I let you be part of history that I wrote in my own blood. Everyone's talking about me. All these people, Twitter, everything. Mick Foley. Hey, thanks for the thumbs up. In twenty years, I did in one night and became a hardcore legend. I'm the biggest. I did in one. one night we yeah, you did in twenty. Sorry, years. yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest hardcore legend now, and I put AEW on the map. And AEW are only the second most important letters here. The first being D. Okay.
1: D M D. So are we getting Britt Baker versus Mick Foley? On this channel, he's tweeted while Adam Cole faces HBK or William Regal <laughs> on the other. That's the head-to-head I want.
2: Foley's not under any contract, is he? He's got to be no. legends
1: or some shit. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh,
2: I thought this was a great promo. I, I, I think the after that match last night, uh, last week, they they could t- take a chill pill here, but instead they're like, yo,
1: Britt, just go get even more heat. There was no Reba. It was just her being the badass. Yeah, this was great. I think Reba's great in her doses. I think her and Brit are very good at the comedy, but there are times when you need to leave the comedy at the door and cut a serious promo, and this was the perfect follow-up to last week. She's great. She's going to be such a star. Um I kind of just want Shida to drop this title so we can have... Yeah. The Brits and the Thunder Rosas and that as a main event. Yeah, definitely. Like the title main event, I mean.
2: Yeah, these two, the, one of them should be champion. Like, Sheeta, mm. just, it's been a cold for a while now. Yeah. I feel like they need to make some switch ups. Uh, I liked the line about Mick Foley, and Mick Foley's tweeted, like, oh, not going to lie, that stung <laughs> he said he was watching live. Uh, imagine they would book it. Foley versus Britt, Britt Baker. As long as we get Sean versus. Adam, yeah, yeah, both nights. I-, I thought this was a good promo from Britt Baker. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with the women's division here. It feels like they're going to take this turn, especially with off such a high last week. They should focus more on their women's wrestling. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Continue pushing it because the talent is definitely there. And- yeah, and if Britt's leading the charge, if Thunder Rose is leading the charge, then like, yeah, fuck.
1: You're yeah. starting to see things connect with. Uh, we'll get to Ty Conti later, but you're starting to see like the women suddenly mm. things are clicking in this division for different characters um i think deep is injured right now i heard mm. right but you've got the likes of deep thunderosa Britt baker shida nyla has been putting on some good stuff ty conti now has been putting on good stuff it, it's definitely getting there this division whoever holds the title is just going to be keeping it warm
2: for the alien statlander <laughs> <laughs> i love statlander I'm waiting for her to come back we go to Christian, who's hanging out with Brian Pillman Jr., the Varsity Blondes. Griff, you know, you know why Christian's hanging out with Griff Garrison. <laughs> he thought he was Edge. He thought he was Edge. <laughs> uh, and is it Dante Martin from Top Flight? Yeah, he's there. Christian's like, yeah, hey, what's going on? I'm Christian, and talking it's to like, them. How's Darius? Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> Hope he heals up. He says, "Look, guys, obviously I know a lot about tag team, so like I'll give you any advice that I can." But he's interrupted. By Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, Kaz. He says, oh, hey, Frankie. He says, Christian, you look great. And uh, I love your new t-shirt and your slogan, Outwork Everyone. But everyone knows I live by that slogan. And when does that work part actually come into play, Mr. Cage? And he's like, well, you're not going to be turning into Cranky Frankie, are you? I don't know if you watch Being the Elite, but right. that's he's got okay. anger issues on that show, gotcha. essentially. Mm-hmm. He says, well, next week, uh, I don't have an opponent, so maybe if you're free, uh, you know, we can we can do that. So he basically challenges him to a match, Christian versus Frankie Kazarian next week. But Frankie, before he leaves, says, well, hey, are you busy Mondays? <laughs> of course you're not. So why don't you come hang out and watch me have my match on Dark Elevation in pre- preparation for our match?
1: I-, I thought this was really good. Uh, I... I'm quite intrigued by this match. I think they should just have a really solid wrestling match because Arian's still got stuff in the tank for sure and just curious to see what Christian's going to look like in a singles because all we've seen is that rumble spot. Um, I kind of like the line, like, when is the work going to start? So imagine just if I had a new bartender come to Gabby's, i be like, I'm the best bartender in the world, better than everyone, and then just sat and, and did nothing. did do a shift yet? Yeah. yeah, and it's like, you've been here three weeks, what's going on? I'm the
2: best bartender. Um, I'll
1: bartend everyone. So, again, like, Kazarian acting more the heel here, but leaning into the truth. Uh, I quite like this.
2: Yeah, uh, I, and they have history in TNA, obviously. I'm pretty sure they've been in tag team matches and all sorts of different stuff over there. Uh So, I'm interested in seeing that. But
1: Impact have just put up for free their match from, like, years ago. <laughs> just TNA. after they're watching this? Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they just... <laughs> Someone's watching it, and then they just go on their YouTube and move from private to, like, public... It's like Christian, Christian, Kaz, all right. Oh, Boom. Christian, Kaz, yeah. Fuck, I think I I think I know who that person is
2: who does that. Like people I worked oh, yeah. with there, that was their jobs is to edit all these things and jump on current events and stuff like that. Uh, I miss those people. They good good people over at Impact. Um, some good people over at Impact. <laughs> we go to well, we we had uh, the the crew hanging with Christian backstage, and we now we know why. It's because they have a tag team match. Up next, Dante Martin, Griff Garrison, Flying Brian Jr. Against the Pinnacle. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sean Spears and FTR. And MJF, Tully, and Wardlow are hanging around uh, ringside here. We have uh, Sean Spears, who starts off in here, but he's getting, like, dropped and... keeps getting countered, and the guys are kind of flying around him, essentially. So he tags in Dax, who comes in... With chops. You know why? Because he's the axe. He's the axe. Dax the axe. (laughs) Dax the axe comes in. Chopping around. I love the dropping chop. Where the guy's laying down and he like... It's it's like he's going for the headbutt, but he goes... (laughs) Like chops you. It's great. Uh, But there's double super kicks from the good guys here. And then this double springboard moonsault from Dante. Griff hits the double spear. He's he's like, Christian told me to do it.
1: Cash the bash. Dax the axe.
2: (laughs) Uh, So... While all this is happening, the commentary are like, this is the first time we've seen Pinnacle in action. And like, yeah, it it is. Why are they getting beat up by these guys? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, eventually, it's like all this distraction, and it's Sean Spears who hits the C4, the Death Valley Driver, which looks tight. It's it's Mm. a sick C4 DVD here on Dante, and Sean Spears picks up the win. Uh, I just... Uh, No disrespect to Dante Martin, Griff Garrison, and Brian Jr. I think they're bright young stars and I want to see where they go in wrestling. But this was not the right call. These guys should have just got destroyed by Pinnacle.
1: For the, for the first match, yeah. Down the line, you can do a bit more of a competitive one to really try and get these, like, the kids over. But here, I'm completely with you. This is the first match from the Pinnacle. Uh, I could see what they were doing. I, I think, they're probably aware of criticisms of Sean Spears. So they're really trying to make him look like a threat by having him win. And I, I'm with you. I thought the DVD looked cool, but they should adjust FTR should adjust destroyed these guys. Then tagged in Spears who just like squashes them. Right. Um, and it's not like, it's, it's the varsity blondes and Dante. Like it's dark talent, you know, really like they're good. I like them, yeah. but this, you see what happened with Drake Maverick on NXT yesterday. Yeah. I don't think anyone's worried about Drake rap Maverick. Yeah. It's, that's what you needed. You needed that just Volta style squash here. It just, it didn't make sense. It made me
2: go, you guys suck In, yeah, right away. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh,
1: you're not working <laughs> you well. You can't even, yeah,
2: you're not working really well because you can't even beat these guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I could beat these guys. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's just weird.
1: I'm with you. It should have just been a really quick squash. And, and again, or I'm, against more competitive, or more of an established team. Like if this was SCU or something like that, yeah, sure, have yeah. it go a bit more back and forth. But it's it's these fucking It's tags. a
2: tag team and one member of a tag team. Yeah. So it's like it's just it's just weird. They mm-hmm. should have just crushed them. And I know maybe we're getting too like deep into this, but it totally the match felt like they were just got beat up the whole match. They didn't look impressive. They didn't look impressive at all. No. The only move really was the C four at the end. Like yeah. realistically. And Right away, I'm like, ah, this isn't the way I envisioned this at all. These guys are supposed to be this dominant team, and they could barely, they struggled here to beat these guys.
1: I'm like, well, maybe it's, I don't know. It's that springboard shoulder block, isn't it? It's the springboard clothesline from Brian Jr. Does he not do the shoulder block as well? No,
2: that's LA Knight's new Oh, great. (laughs) We have them talking now with a mic. Dak... Uh sorry they they uh it's Dash who has the mic and says it's not a name it's not a group it's family I don't have a wife and kids at home so these boys they're my family now and I live for them these are the men I will die for He's like yeah I, I don't have kids <laughs> yeah. fuck it So he's the anti Heath da- yeah <laughs> I don't have a wife and kids I do whatever I want Yeah this guys living the dream So Dax says hold this and makes Tony hold the mic and says Inner Circle, this isn't no SNL sketch or stand-up comedy, rom-coms. The marquee says professional wrestling. And you come for professional wrestling. Well, you ask for the pinnacle when you come here. MJF grabs the mic and says, Hey, Chris, how you doing? I hope you break the walls down. Well, the only thing you're breaking these days are the chairs you decide to sit on so <laughs> i thought that was really that fun was great yeah line. so good uh so everyone should remember that when you're in the pinnacle you're always on
1: top uh, i thought all guys sounded good here uh the good promos just yeah the match maybe not so much
2: who who originally said the the name on the mark is it rick flair the marquee says professional wrestling I'm blanking on so I should Maybe. be shot right now as a wrestling fan someone famously said it and that's what Dax is like going off of right. here I thought all of them sound good the yeah. only, still the only issue is like yeah but you just couldn't beat these jobbers yeah. <laughs> uh, they all sounded great it shows that even FTR are really good talkers we, we've
1: known Dax's but I was impressed with Cash here as well uh, I, I don't have I a family yeah. <laughs> I'm a wild card <laughs> I don't have kids Oh, fuck
2: your wife. I don't care. Fuck. I don't give a
1: shit. I'm <laughs> my own boss. This is my
2: family now. <laughs> That'd be a great character.
1: Just like, I don't know, they'll do anything. I'm wild. He's calling up Osprey, going, to hear you single now. <laughs> Want to hit the town? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, wrestling.
2: <laughs> we go to Team Taz backstage. He says, there's a lot of conspiracy theories Going on out there. No, not vaccines. He's talking about his team, Team Taz. I thought he was going to go into some like deep shit. You know I love conspiracy theories, but no. He's like, we're good here. Team Taz is fine. There's no problems. And he looks over to everyone. Hey, we good? And Ricky Starks just keeps smiling. Hook finally talks and says, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Get jeez. Leave me alone. (laughs) Dad, I'm fine. And then Cage is kind of like shaking his head and then just says who better?
1: Yeah. The whole time, uh, Taz is just going about how, uh, cage wasn't, wasn't himself last week. He was caught up in it. Uh, and we've talked it out and you, you just look at cage the whole time who looks so pissed off by it all. Um, so just continuing the seeds here that, um, these guys are going to split and cage probably with a baby face run. I imagine. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Uh, that's weird. It's weird. Like he's, Style is very baby face friendly, but it's it's still the I worry for him being on his own, not having the mouthpiece. Yeah, or maybe it'll be a sink and swim. Be like, you need to be better. Let's like push you a bit, put you in uncomfortable water, kind of thing. Put him back in the the was he Venom?
2: <laughs> uh, Thanos. Thanos. He's Thanos. Put him in the Thanos outfit. Right. Triple <laughs> A. That's his new gimmick. <laughs>
1: His new baby face gimmick No, is that's Kenny's
2: Thanos. gimmick, it's Thanos, because he's collecting all the yeah. stones. But Cage is Wolverine. He thinks he's Wolverine, so... I see that. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like him. Yeah, he does. Uh, well, Swolverine. Swolverine. Yeah. We go to QT Marshall. Everyone's just talking. Everybody's
1: talking. Oh, I'm going to do a WH and have a nickname for him. JC Pennies Instead of QC Marshall. <laughs> really budget storm.
2: <laughs> I thought you meant budget nicknames. <laughs> That's is that what WH is been listening to too much WH. <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> That'll rot your brain. <laughs> we go to I love you, WH. We go to um, QT. Marshall. Oh Marshall, because Marshall Marshalls Marshall, do they have Marshall? Uh, the his,
1: his name is QT. Marshall because of the shop Marshalls His mum got him a ring jacket. Which said like Marshalls on it. Oh my god! And he was like, "Oh, okay," but he was like, "How about I'm Q T Marshall instead?" Oh, but yeah, it's from. So it is legit. <laughs> so it his really name, is. JC Penney. JC okay. All right. All right. But it's just strange. Uh, and Q T because he's just a cutie. He is. He's a that's cutie. That's what cutie. his name is. It's like a What's an outlet shop, man? and that's from-
2: not his real name. What, QT? No, but Marshall, now, I no. guess. I thought, I figured, like, why would that be? Your name? <laughs> Probably Steve or something. <laughs> I've never seen anyone named QT, but it's always what I used to text people, just let two letters, like, Q-T? you're, Q- you're a QT. My text Michael Q. Larry. Oh, so he's Michael Q, is what people call him. So it's he's with Q. a C, though, Q. So QT. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Great, <laughs> <laughs> call it <him> a Mike. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Marshall. Uh, well, he shall cut a promo here. He says, "I'm frustrated," as I'm Cody's friend, and the crowd starts to chant, "Cody's friend." My wife is here, smiling, and he cut. They cut to the crowd, and his wife's in the crowd yeah. here. Uh, QT Marshall's wife is a QT. <laughs> She's smiling. She, I, I don't know if she was smiling when she had to watch months and months of watching her husband try to fuck the bunny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's just probably happy that he's finally on TV and doing stuff. Because I imagine a lot of his life, she's like, what? Like, look at you. What's with the wrestling <laughs> thing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I like QT Marshall. I don't know why I'm shitting on him right now.
2: I like him. <laughs> Justice for QT, man. How yeah. easy on QT. I love QT. Fuck trying you. to be funny. Uh, so QT's wife is there, and I guess they've talked things over since the whole bunny thing. Yeah. I, hopefully he's got his credit cards back and, and all that stuff. Uh, but he says, Cody Rhodes taught me the value of doing the work. No one's done more work than me. And yeah, sure. They throw me some bones here and there. Some pay-per-views. I won the first ever bunkhouse match in AEW, so I got that going for me, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I, he didn't say that before. <laughs> well,
1: it was a good match, that I yeah, enjoyed yeah, that one. Yeah.
2: Uh, he says, uh, yeah, like, but sometimes it's not all about Cody's coffee or getting the t-shirt cut right. And, well, uh, the, the crowd continued to chant Cody's friend, and he's like, sometimes I just take these meaningless bumps, and I just, I want a better quality of life, and I'm not, and then Out walks Cody Rhodes, takes off the producer headset. He's like, what's going on here? I love this Cody Rhodes character. He's always like comes out with the headset. Like, yeah. I ain't got time for "Ah, this. What's going on here with his nice jacket? Cody's like, hey, come on. uh, We can talk about this. But he's also in a sling. Mm. His arm is in a sling. Penta said he would do that. And well, he, he did. Yeah. He's in the sling. He says, let's go. Let's talk. He goes, I know the angst. And honestly, QT, my heart's not into this. So QT challenges Cody to a match. Exhibition match. Just an exhibition match. He says, look, uh, I will gladly accommodate you or anyone in the Nightmare Factory. So, sure. You can you can have your exhibition match. How about this? Arn Anderson will be the referee. But I, I, I'm not going to be able to hurt you, QT. QT uh figure four lock I'm I'm going to have to relinquish it I I won't be able to do it or crossroads I I I won't be able to follow through and you may be Cody's friend but QT you just might be my best friend so friend to friend it's all I ever wanted says QT and then he walks yeah. off so getting this exhibition match QT versus Cody
1: I'm actually quite into it I think um it's You've got to save. you don't want to burn through all your big, big matches, but I like that this is essentially a throwaway match that we can just heat up and put a few stakes on. And I think QT, uh, there's a lot of kind of truth in what he's saying. Uh Listening to his, one of his interviews, I think it was on the Jericho podcast, he was saying about the whole time when they were taping at his school at the beginning of the pandemic, he didn't get to work a single match. And he was, you could hear he was frustrated and he's like, but I got it. I had to do other things and I was producing. I think they were using him as a producer and stuff. Yeah. But it's also, I'm giving you my school to film weeks of dynamite with all these kids I've trained that are helping out to fill up the roster and stuff. And I don't even get on TV. Um So I think there's a lot of stuff that you can like real life stuff that you can just amp up for a wrestling angle. Right. Um And Cody's slightly heelish as well, being like, basically, you're not going to get out of the figure four, so I'm going to have to release it because I don't want to hurt you because you're my friend. It's kind of belittling. A yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not I'll, good. Yeah, I'll give you this match. We we can have a bit of fun. We can have a bit of a match, but right. I'm not going to hurt you. I mean, QT's been kind of a dick lately. Anyways. He has been. But yeah, uh, it makes sense. Realistically,
2: I think in uh, in real life, this guy's been doing an incredible job with oh, the training yeah. stuff. Uh, I, I, some of the, the, the people that have, Before working with him, we were on TV once in a while and then worked with him for like, I don't know, half a year or whatever. They're different. Mm. Like, they're so different. Whatever he and Dustin, and it looks as if this guy's like one of the head trainers because he's just, he understands that he's, he's great. And I think they, I found that, like, hey, you're actually, you're, cre- you're a power plant. Mm. You're creating all these stars and stuff. If, if QT Marshall can train Lil Uzi Vert, he can train anyone. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, he's not mostly, he's not a very interesting
1: character on TV. This is interesting because he's like, I'm tired of being yeah, your absolutely. friend. I want to wrestle. I find this way more interesting than the stuff with the bunny and things. And I think, y- you know, this guy's not going to be a star. Sorry QT but right. like the look and everything but he's a fine worker mm-hmm. and I think that's actually part of this story almost it's why am I being overlooked well look you're not you're not Cody you're not Kenny you're not Hangman sorry right. you're you're at this level but I think these two are going to have uh, I think I hope they'll have a really good match next week yeah. I'm kind of into this but he's in a sling so why is he wrestling that's ah, QT he's that's how shit he's like oh i'm injured Again, bro. like i got cody being leaning slightly heel as yeah. well here obviously cutie is but cody is like he's always blurring those lines yeah because he's like i'll fight you in a sling no, I got a one arm behind my back. bad arm and <laughs> cutie's gonna hurt it
2: yeah cutie they probably changed the course here like ah, oh, penta started the injury well he was already injured and penta's like kind of hurt him more cutie's gonna like lose or whatever and just beat the shit out of him and break his arm yeah because cody's got other things to do He's got a reality show now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get into it a little bit. We go to our next match. Yes, a match. Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Now, you might remember this guy from AAA. He had that match with Kenny Omega just uh, just recently, a few months ago, where Kenny beat him. Uh, and he kicked out of the One-Winged Angel after three. <laughs> I remember that, Laredo Kid. Kenny does too, I'm sure. Uh, which I
1: thought was a stellar match. That match yeah, was, that was good. This kid is incredible. And uh, we've seen him, was it Fighter Fest, the first year? Yeah. Or Fight for the Fallen, one of them.
2: Yeah, Lucha Bros and him teamed before. Mm. So, Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid going up against the tag team champs here, Young Bucks and their friend Brandon Cutler. Everyone's friends. Just Everyone's friends. Even Brandon Cutler gets on TV. Yeah, yeah. fuck it. Uh, <laughs> they, Tony, Tony Schiavone mentions Matt Jackson's kids and family are here, like his wife and kids are here, and that he was talking to them earlier and that his kids really love Spider-Man, and that he's like, well, your dads are like Spider-Man, like they're flying around the ring, and JR just cuts him off and goes... Tony, don't scare the kids. <laughs> he's like, oh I didn't scare, come on, I didn't scare the kids out <laughs> of He's like, Jr. What's wrong with you? <laughs> this guy's telling a wholesome story and JR fucks with him. I'm like Fuck it. Say what you want about JR, but I get this weird, sick, twisted love of watching him talk on TV
1: sometimes. It's just the disdain in his voice sometimes. You can tell when he's like, move on. Not not interested in this. <laughs> I need the team of Jr. William Regal, and Tony Dawson.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Yeah, Regalisms. Yeah. Great. We start off this match. Laredo Kid, Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler. Everyone's being super technical, super fast. There's Cutler and Laredo Kid trading blows here. Uh, Penta sends everyone to the outside early and then does this crazy tope on top of everyone. So then Cutler says, I can do it too, and hits everyone with one of his own. Laredo kid, while everyone's laid out, hits this, like, Orihara moonstall off the post to the outside onto everyone. He, like, changes his direction in midair. Like, he, he bends his body. It's, yeah it's, I don't know what this guy does. He's insane. Uh, and then he hits this, like, flying DDT on Cutler in the ring um there's then like a diving stomp a swanton bomb lucha bros are on fire here beating down on nick but the pins keep getting broken up there's then like nick jackson and ray phoenix just go back and forth counter for counter here it's just a thing of beauty insane eventually they hit the assisted indie taker on ray phoenix but then it's broken up nick jackson is on fire once again guys does his crazy like corkscrews to the outside. Then this insane DDT on Ray Phoenix onto like the apron or something just spikes him. He does a full rotation of sending this. But while the Bucks are distracted being those guys, it's Cutler and Laredo Kid in the ring. And Laredo Kid hits him with a Spanish fly off the top rope and pins him. So Laredo Kid pinning Cutler, the Lucha Bros and
1: Laredo Kid beat the tag champs. I thought this was a really enjoyable match, kind of as you'd expect from these guys. Um, I liked the the teamwork from the Bucks and Cutler. Maybe I'm, after that PWG show with Martin that we did, maybe I'm a bit more kind of fond of Brandon Cutler and yeah. I, I kind of like the idea of these three tagging and I, I wouldn't be against seeing them tag again. I love the kind of uh, sent on Atomico, just keep on tagging out and everyone hitting that. Um but yeah, like, you know, you're not going to be disappointed where you see a six man with these guys involved.
2: Yeah, I I, I love all the... I, I think Brandon Cutler is like... Uh, sorry, to, we said QT's a good hand, but like Brandon Cutler clearly is oh, absolutely like, He's their friend. He does the BTE. He, like, like, he's not out of place there. He yeah. does
1: deserve to be there, I'd say. I thought he was good.
2: I mean, you have Laredo Kid and Ray Phoenix coming out and then... Penta in the middle in the samurai outfit. Yeah. Which like one of the, it just looks super out of place, but you're like ass ah, fucking lucha dudes, like you look sick as shit. Like that samura I don't know what the fuck to deal with that samurai thing, but it looks amazing,
1: so sick. And then out come the young bucks, and then Brandon Cutler's dressed like a dragon. Yeah. So- <laughs> this kind of just felt like a exhibition match. Yeah. Obviously Penta's kind of been heelish recently, but yeah. I think Pac is nursing a little injury right now. So okay. um He was back with his brother here, but it just felt like six baby faces having a fun match, and I was for it. Do do you think we're going to see more of Laredo Kid? Uh, I think so, because uh, I I thought the match was fun too. I got
2: kind of excited when I heard Laredo Kid was going Mm. to be on the show. Uh, I think we need to see more of these guys. Well, we just might, because after the match, Kenny Omega comes out and attacks Laredo Kid from behind, beats him up, and... The, the Young Bucks kind of like put a, a stop to it. And he says, hey, Bucks, three years ago, we were family. Three years ago, I had a choice. Could have stayed in Japan. I could have went on to greener pastures in New York. But no, I chose AEW. I chose you. But you you choose Cutler? You, you never choose me back. So are you with me or what? Too sweet me. Let me know that we're still friends. Hard cam. Too sweet me. Right now. Show me. Uh, and they, they, they don't want to do it, so they walk out on him. And Don Callis is like Kenny, behind you. He turns around. The Lucha Bros super kick him, hit him with the the package, pile driver, penta driver, and stomp combo from the Lucha Bros here, laying him out, busting him open. Then out come the Good Brothers for the save. But Kenny is the bad guy here is like bleeding like, from
1: the mouth, bleeding.
2: As well. He's kind of heartbroken because the Bucks. Like, left him on red, and he got beat up by the Lucha Bros.
1: Um, I I know there hasn't really been any crossover, like, dynamite stuff on Impact, but I found it interesting that the Good Brothers were late to the save, because on Impact this week, they kind of got kicked out of the dressing room. Uh They were trying to hang around the dressing room, and the the Impact boys were like, Nah, we don't want you here. So they went back to Kenny's, where they've been hanging out, and knocked on the door, and he didn't answer. And they were going like oh is is he there or is he ignoring us because we've lost the tag titles and therefore oh. he thinks less of us now so just i found it interesting that the good brothers arrived late for the save here they're always late yeah they're always moseying on over they're they're always drinking like, eh, the beers eh. um yeah i this setting up a six man for next week i wonder if we're gonna get a another kind of singles match maybe kenny defends the triple a title against laredo kid on dynamite one week
2: yeah i think they announced kenny and the good brothers versus these three next yeah. week or something yeah. so that sounds great yeah uh, that's that great be good uh on being the elite uh, the good brothers did give reasons why they're always late oh yeah things. uh first of all they're always drinking yeah and luke gallus says he's always late because before he does anything he's got to knock one out <laughs> that's fair that's fair i yeah <laughs>
1: we go john moxley said the same thing he's like before you make any decision like have sex or knock one out or something like when we're, we're no i'm not going there but yeah he's like any big life decision you're gonna make you know moving house stuff like that he's like before you put pen to paper just knock one out sometimes you it just, clears your mind yeah
2: you gotta you gotta come to decisions and that's you know yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, you gotta, come, you gotta come to your senses.
1: Yes. Oh God.
2: <laughs> we we get Jade Cargill, who is saying, "Hey, Red Velvet, I beat your ass,"
1: and we're both undefeated. Wait, what? <laughs> hey,
2: I,
5: you beat her. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I saw
1: when I was calvering dark for the show for for post. I'm pretty sure I've seen Red Velvet lose a bunch. Oh, no undefeated this year, perhaps. No. Yeah, 20, 2021. In singles? In singles. Okay, sure. She
2: says, I look like money, and I sound like money. So when you step in the ring with me, you step in the ring with that bitch. Hey. Uh, I thought this was probably the weakest Jade has kind of looked. It seemed like, hey, say this, rehearsed kind of thing, which is
1: pretty uh, unlike AEW, but like whatever, it's just a little quick video. but Yeah, I, I think she's definitely got potential to be a good promo, but... Sometimes it doesn't quite hit with me, but I still just think the the presentation of her has been fantastic. And I really like Red Velvet as well. So I kind of like that we're heading towards a singles match between these two. And again, just building that women's division. Yeah,
2: I'm interested in that, Matt. I think they're both, they could put on a good match. Are you ready for the real main event? The Mm. big announcement of the evening. Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are getting a TNT reality show. Not surprised in the slightest. <laughs> I don't even write the name of it down. Is it Crossroads? Is it Roads to probably Road yeah. Family Blessing? Whatever. Co- roads. Roads.
1: Yeah. What? What? Why? Well, It just shows TNT are kind of invested in AEW. I yeah. think it's more. It's just more AEW content, and I think this isn't probably something I'm going to watch. I doubt it's something you're going to watch, but. We've seen the success of Total Divas, Total Bellas, Miz and Mrs. All of those shows do well and could build an audience for AEW. If people are into this reality series, you might want to go, oh, you know what? I kind of want to check out what's going on on Wednesday. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I can't say I'll be watching.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, he's boys with the Miz, isn't he? So probably. I mean, then it's roads to the top. Okay. Of course
1: it is. (laughs) I want a reality I show. I want Q T and his wife to be on it as well.
2: Yeah, and the bunny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm watching it. Then I'm
2: definitely watching. Uh, if we had our own reality TV show, yeah. would we call it Total Balance? Total Balance, absolutely.
1: <laughs> should we make a show for that? We total should save balance. that, yeah. <laughs> when? When do we have time yeah, to start our own TV. reality we show? Are, we have Behind the VDE. We got Total <laughs> That's Balance. That's enough.
2: <laughs> well, we're going roads to the top. Wow, sounds great um I don't know some of the 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 reality shows the wrestling I think total divas helped bring like more of a women's audience to wrestling definitely one hundred percent like like when when I was, I have always watched wrestling, but when that show came out, so many women in my life were like, Oh, I watched the the Kardashians and this and that. And I started watching that show. And now they, then they start slowly wanting to watch the wrestling. And mm. then now they like watch wrestling. So it definitely got people it's into worked, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the ratings for some of these shows now, like the Miz's show is like crazy high because like there's not a lot else mm. on when it airs. But
1: I don't know if Rhodes
2: and here will get as much ratings, but people will watch
1: it. I'm curious to see how it does. Um, yeah, I think both have a have the tendency to be a little unlikable at times. Yeah. But that being said, so does The Miz. And that show's been doing very well, So, uh, as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, we'll see. The only thing I don't like is, I, I I think I mentioned
2: it briefly yesterday, and again, sorry for being 2021 wrestling fan, but I don't like when things like i like things to keep in kayfabe so like if there's crazy attacks you shouldn't be on a twitch stream the next day or like you know that's just how i i'm sorry i'm old school in that way but cody cody
1: eventually is turning so as soon as he turns heel don't do this show (laughs) no for sure but also a lot of this will have been you know as it airs it will be stuff that happened three four months ago yeah so they're gonna just pull the curtain back even more killing
2: the business (laughs) AEW, no I'm so excited. We have Eddie Kingston and John Moxley backstage. They're talking about the Good Brothers, and uh, that you know they're they were big in Japan, but this ain't Japan anymore. With your stupid two suites and your tacky T-shirts, uh, talking about the Bullet Club. He says he's got an injury. He's he's hurt his foot and he's in a cast here. But Moxley says, "How how good are you, Good Brothers? How far are you willing to take this?" And says, we're willing to take you to the morgue. So hes they're making it known that as soon as he gets healed up, Moxie's coming for those good brothers. So that's a little feud we got going on, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder why uh, they're kind of taking Kingston out for a little bit. Is he not actually hurt? Uh, well, I don't know. They they obviously wanted to write him off for a few weeks with the explosion and then did it with the kind of leg angle. Right. Um, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, maybe right. they're just resting him up, or maybe it's just a way to babyface him even more. I guess. I don't know. But uh, I guess we're getting that match again down the line. Yeah. We go to Nyla
2: Rose versus Tay Conti. One on one here. Uh, Well, Vicky Guerrero is ringside. Because, you know, she's with the... Fuck, what does she call it? The The Vicious Vixens? Vicious Vixens. Jade's in this group too now. I think so, I heard
1: Shot in the Dark. From Shot, Sino was telling me that Jade... Although it... Maybe it's testing the water on dark and elevation yeah. because there, there wasn't a mention of it and they didn't seem aligned today. They're they? like,
2: no, pull back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nyla versus Tay here. Tay tries to everything to keep Nyla Rose down. There's like ox, octopus stretches and arm bars, but she gets beat up here. Nyla does this huge side slam, crushing her, puts her in the camel clutch and then just wrenching on Conti here and then just slams her face into the mat uh, finally, after just getting beat up, Tay comes back with these running bicycle knees and then another into the corner and another one, another pump kick. So many is pump kick party here. Tay then does like this roundhouse kick and then the DD Tay. Ty. DD Ty. Oh, I keep saying <laughs> Tay. Ty. Uh, the DD Ty and Ty Conti
1: pins Nyla Rose. Yeah, w- was happily surprised here. Uh, I thought Ty looked great in this, some really awesome kicks and stuff, and was not expecting her to pin Nyla Rose clean. Yeah,
2: definitely. It was kind of a shocker, and I'm kind of happy. There's Here's someone, I believe she's been through the Nightmare
1: training facility, and it's like, yeah, you've improved. She's improved improved so much, and she's always had a star quality to her, so I I think she's going to be a great asset to the division, and now getting a big win over former champion and a native beast in Nyla Rose, a uh, good win. And hopefully we're seeing bigger stuff for her. Yeah, I, I love Ty Conti. I want to
2: see a lot more from her. I liked how the Dark Order also came out when she came out, like to kind of just like tip your hat. Like, cause yeah. Anna Jay's been injured, but they're like, hey. She's in the hangman position. She's hanging around, but she's a bit unsure. Yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit for her. We go... To, well, after this, I think it's Vicky who holds holds her down and Nyla just starts to beat down on Ty here. But out comes the AEW women's champion for the save with a kendo stick. But then the bunny comes out here as well and beats down on, on this. So it's just chaos breaking down. And it's because of the Hardy family.
1: Yeah, Matt Hardy, who's... I don't understand his character, to be <laughs> it, honest with it you. It changes his so because much he's. Stupid. Like, is he paying these people? To, yeah. Why are these people being with him? Yeah, Because he hasn't really got a great track record. No, he's paying He them. had private parts. He's paying them with what money? He says he He just got, lost his first quarter. He's got WWE money.
2: Okay. He's got impact money. Okay. From those years. All right. <laughs> That's what he says. He said when he lost
1: the money he, that he's got other safes. I just feel that kind of, like, kind of just kills the this gimmick. Whole story you want to see some sort of... Like, if you're doing an angle like that, where it's first quarter earnings or whatever, you want to see something coming out of it where Matt Hardy's now struggling to make ends meet a little bit. Sure, he's got some backup finances, but that's not as interesting to watch a story. Oh, he lost the match, but he's got a fuckload of money anyway because he worked in WWE for years. So he's fine. Yeah. And he's just hiring the rest of the roster.
2: Realistically, because like, since this has happened, he's then hired uh, the Butcher the Blade and the Bunny. Yeah. Realistically, when he lost all of his money, he should have went, oh, I can't afford the Butcher of the Blade and the Bunny. I can afford Jack Evans and
1: Yeah. <laughs> and <I'll go." laughs> it's like, you know, those games where you're like, okay, you've got $100 to make your perfect roster and you have the top li- line is like Brock Lesnar and Kenny Omega. And then the next line, you've got uh, more your like, MJF, and then you go right down and it's it's luther for a dollar he could join the hardy family Mm. yeah uh it's so
2: he's calling it hfo so he's now he's got a different fucking name okay and it's the hardy family
1: office cool can't yeah just i'm not i'm not totally against that they're doing all these stables things it feels very new japan where you've just got a load of large stables but i think the hardy one is the least interesting for me (laughs) it just feels any heel without anything too meaningful that they're doing is just with this guy
2: it's just weird yeah it's just like come on qt marshall can't get on tv but matt hardy gets on tv every fucking week yeah (laughs) it's weird We have a promo for the Arcade Anarchy. Yeah, that's right. It's an arcade and it's anarchy. Uh, There's back and forth insert promos in this promo video for this match next week. And Charles Chucky T calls Miro Donkey Kong looking person and says that must make Kip. Well, I can't say is what he says. I imagine he means Mario because then he's like, and then the princess and stuff and yeah, uh, Miro then says, "I'm going to beat you, Charles, and that walking Xanax Orange Cassidy." <laughs>
1: so that's next week. I really hope this is the greatest <laughs> match that's ever been. It's going to be because it's got to be to be rerunning this. I was so mad the first time round. <laughs> um, you've got the the gimmicks of arcade games now. I don't know. I I hope they surprise me. I think Chucky spoils it He's by saying the Donkey
2: Kong so or or what Mario thing because. We're going to get the giant hammer. (laughs) Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny. Um, If you, once you get that, you win. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Um, So if Miro's Donkey Kong, he's going to beat up Mario and take the princess, or he's Bowser, or like something. Is he, is the storyline Kip, sorry, Penelope leaves Kip?
1: Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I see just the best friends winning and Miro eating kip eating yeah just killing him yeah that's what i i hope arcade anarchy can't wait next week i did like the little graphic they had like the eight bit yeah like, they stuff. look cool yeah look cool this could be fun this could be like the the guys are fine in ring it's just i've hated this story so much yeah so I, I really hope they pull it off and kind of salvage something here
2: I hope they don't bust up any like real classic. Like if they got like a classic X Men arcade or classic Turtles in Time, and they're using it as weapons, it's disrespect. He's playing pinball. Pinball? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Should we get one? Might have to. In the new place? We're Never going to be able to play it in a place again, are we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. AEW pinball. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Up next, pinball. Up next, pinball
1: breaking news. Red Velvet's finally all elite. Wow. Signed. Red Velvet is all elite.
2: Yes. Damn. With the icing on top. That's mm-hmm. great. Good. I th- you figure she it's was. It's about time. This should have happened ages ago. Especially like on TV programs calling her out. Like she, you should probably work for the company. <laughs> yeah. should probably be an employee. Yeah. Or something. Uh, so... We get announcement of the Good Brothers, Kenny versus the Lucha Men next week. Laredo Kid and Lucha Bros. We also have Cody versus QT and Christian versus Frankie Kazarian. That's a good
1: show, I think. Yeah, that should be pretty good. Looking forward to that. We get a
2: video for Scorpio Sky and recap of him kind of beating down on Darby Allin. He says that he's been screwed over time and time again. And it's time to stop pretending that I'm not uniquely gifted. I'm more than a one man. I'm face of the revolution. So he says, uh, he's going to be fighting Mike Seidel on evol Sorry.
1: Evelation elevation elevation on dark elevation. So I get the feeling elevation at the moment is kind of ranked a bit higher than dark. Cause I we guess. never, we never really get things setting up for dark. And we had <laughs> two things here. We had Kazarian saying he's got a match and Christian's going to be on it. And, and now this Scorpio sky match being advertised as well.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I'm. Just, I was like. Uh, he goes. He goes. Uh, I'm gonna be wrestling on Dark Elevation. I'm like. Eh, and then he goes. And I'm gonna be fighting Mike Seidel. Well. Oh. Now, well I better. Uh, I better tune in. I thought this
1: is very generic.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of not behind this guy. I'm as not. I'm not into it. Are, uh, it's not really working for me. It's very pretending for me.
1: Yeah. Playing pro wrestler. I think he's a good wrestler. But some- I, I do. Yeah. I think he's a good wrestler. But something's not connecting. Um. And yeah, this just oh I'm fed up of being looked over and all of that. It's we see it a lot. Sean Spears. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this was kind of what both QT and Lance Archer said tonight. Everyone And they said it over. better.
2: Yeah. Everyone's just overlooked. Main event it's John Silver challenging Darby Allen for the TNT title. Join the Dark Order. He comes out, John Silver looking super jacked, Johnny Hungy. Those arms are huge. Um, and John Silver versus Darby and it's Johnny just throwing Darby around here like obviously they're kind of both short shorter smaller guys but John Silver like is just beast throwing Darby upside down into the turnbuckles throwing him around hits him with this snap brain buster for a near fall early on puts Darby in the tree of woe and does these roundhouse kicks there and then this crazy move a gory special Spins and spins and spins until he spins him out the other way and like neck breakers, Darby. Ooh. This was nuts. I I love a good gory bomb, gory special. Uh, Shingo does the the, the Noshigami, which is yep. like the, the gory special, gory bomb. This move looked sick. Near fall only. Darby eventually side steps on the outside and Silver goes flying over the barricade onto the like the s- cement here. And definitely dings his head. Uh, he's since tweeted, like, yeah, I hurt my head. And he has a bump on it. This looked like it fucking hurt. They didn't show a replay. But dude got dropped on his head mm. on the outside. And, yeah, I don't know how you get back. It reminded me of, like, the it's the Miz at WrestleMania 27. Oh, on the concrete? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly like that. And yeah. then he's then he's got to go and beat John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Silver somehow, somehow still fights in this match. Uh, gets back up. Both these guys are just killing each other. They they wrestle like they don't have like they got like nine lives here. They're going all over the place. There's a dive spot where Five pushes Silver out of the way and takes the suicide dive from Darby. And this is where Sting comes out. He points the bat at the Dark Order and says, kinda like, buzz off, you little minions. Like let them fight, essentially. Um and then in the ring, Darby and and John are going back at it. There's back and forth roll ups. There's the stun dog millionaire that's countered into the sleeper hold. The queen slayer shout out Anna J here from John Silver, which looks great. And then Darby's trying to get out of it. Eventually rolls it into a roll up for another near fall. This crazy flying in mid air DDT from Silver for a near fall. And then there's the there's uh, Darby who sends Silver to the outside with the dark order, and it's the coffin drop to to the Dark Order instead of hitting Silver, I think. He's like,
1: ah, he does I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah,
2: take you guys out anyways. He climbs back up, but then he's hit with an avalanche like torture rack bomb from John Silver for a near fall. They go back and forth, counter for counter, but it's <clears throat> Darby who hits the Code Red and pins John Silver. He couldn't slip out of this Code Red pinning
1: predicament, and Darby retains the TNT title. Uh, really entertaining match I was I was super excited for this one when I heard it was announced and was really pleased it was in the main event position Uh, John Silver's just so entertaining to watch and I've really actually quite enjoyed how Darby's switching it up in every match he's wrestling in Um, now that he's going to be defending his title more often as well uh, I think that's that's a good thing for your defending champion, like TV champions try and do different matches. Apparently Silver injured his shoulder as well. Oh. Yeah, so um after the match, Darby Allen says that John Silver dislocated his shoulder, according to Sean Ross Sapp. And John wow. Silver also tweeted out, came up short tonight, shoulder is messed up. Doctor doesn't think it's too serious, but I'll keep everyone updated once I know.
2: Man, and he still wrestled. The yeah, match. that's crazy. He hit his head, his shoulder. And mm. That's nuts. Yeah, these guys wrestle kind of dangerous. Th- yeah, style Darby too. But uh, I love Dar. I love Darby. I thought this puts him over pretty good here. It's kind of weird because the Dark Order are good guys, and they're kind of getting a little. They were
1: kind of yeah, with Sting coming out as well. It's like they're good guys, but they just can't help themselves. they they got to get involved yeah, with their brother. They're a little, they're a little
2: cheeky. They're, yeah. they're like the minions, you know? Like, they're good guys, yeah. but they're kind of... Yeah, we we'll uh, just getting get yeah, involved here. Yeah, or like the penguins from Madagascar. They're always like little minions in these animated movies, <laughs> and that's what these guys feel like. Uh, <clears throat> overall, I enjoyed the, the main event here as well. I, I like both these guys. Silver, to me, needs to be like a world champ one day, honestly. I think he is someone that is just so entertaining. And when it comes to the wrestling, he brings it all. He puts his heart out there. Same with Darby. Uh, I I really enjoyed this as well. After the match, Matt Hardy, that's right, more fucking Matt Hardy, comes out and attacks Darby Allen. It's an all-out brawl, the Butcher, the Blade, the bunnies they're here. The Private Party are here. They're beating up the Dark Order. Darby does this crazy tope taking out Matt Hardy here. I, I think he injured himself because this looked nasty. Takes out Matt here. They beat down. It's chaos. It's anarchy. And as we're going off the air, Tony Schiavone says, The legend of AEW continues. And the legend of Tarzan is next.
1: <laughs> Good night. Great, great sign great off. segue. Wow. Um, not into this Matt Hardy thing at all. Um, kind of would have just liked the show to have ended with the the fist bump and the respect between. All the you need to
2: do is shake the hand. Yeah.
1: Um, but it looks like we're going to Matt Hardy challenging Darby Allen for the title. I hope that's just something that's a one and done on Dynamite. In two weeks to yeah. have that up against TakeOver, maybe? Because I don't want that to be... like I don't want this to be a long build to double or nothing between these two.
2: We just bitched about how, like, why is Matt Hardy just getting inserted into everything mm-hmm. lately? Like, the Hangman pay-per-view match was Matt Hardy. Everything's Matt Hardy. And then he still comes
1: out afterwards and gets involved twice on the same... And I can't say I, I'm particularly interested in seeing any of the people in his family up against Derby in this... In this story, no, it's either it's not
2: interesting at all. Um, it's
1: not. It's not where the TNT title should be at all.
2: No, there's so many other people that you can build so. feuds with. You have Scorpio Sky just calling a Darby out. Like, what, what's going to happen? We well, just that? had that match. Yeah, we had that last week. It just, it just kind of like
1: a demotion. I find to this title. Like that's the program, Matt Hardy. And I agree. I think maybe Tony Khan sees more stock in Matt, Matt Hardy. Hardy than we do. Um, I don't need big big matches from this guy uh, Darby I think Darby Lance Archer once Lance Archer's done with Sting I think that kind of writes itself a good yeah David Goliath kind of story um you've already you're not going to go back to team Taz uh Ethan Page where's he yeah remember that guy <laughs> yeah. like what's going on there I mean too many cooks yeah and I don't think they've picked the right one here with Matt Hardy too many cooks
2: and we're getting fast food with Matt Hardy. I don't understand this, what the obsession with why is Matt Hardy being pushed Yeah. You just take a back seat. There's not even crowds. Like, people don't even care that they're seeing Matt Hardy because there's only like 500,000 people here, like 500 to 1,000 people here. Why is Matt Hardy keep getting this thing? And again, I'm not trying to like shit on. Matt Hardy, he's done a lot in this industry, but just right here, right now, it seems like they're pushing him too much. Yeah, it's not what I'm interested in. It's not interesting at all. It's like, everything else is going, like, the highlight for me of this show was the opening match with Kenny and Matt Seidel, and all you needed to do there, again, is show me the great wrestling and the great little storylines in there. Will Seidel get a get a title shot will he beat him that's what i like in my wrestling mm. more so than i have money and i pay these people and now i'm fighting it's like so like come on mm. like, it's so recycled and recycled um highlights of the show again kenny and sidell i thought killed it silver and darby killed it and i really liked Britt baker's promo as well i thought she, she did the right thing after
1: that hot match last week yeah i'd actually throw i'd throw cutie and cody and the sure, archer yeah. promo in there i thought there was a lot of <laughs> Good stuff. Not maybe the most newsworthy show. There wasn't anything kind of uh any ridiculous stunts or any big story moment, but I thought I thought it was pretty solid. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh overall, did you enjoy AEW or NXT more? Um I think, I think gonna... AEW for wrestling. Yeah. Um NXT had a, a great last angle, but I think maybe AEW this week. Yeah, we were pretty like Kind of high. We had some. We had one
2: thumb thumb up, and it was for, solid. Yeah, it was a solid show. NXT was a pretty solid show. It had some really good wrestling. It had some story driving driving things and leading into the takeovers. But overall, I think I enjoyed Dynamite a little bit more simply because the two matches definitely like stood out to me. Yeah. But um, AEW still feels to me like the cool show mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan. Like the reason we do this show is yeah, we're up next. We cover NXT, but we genuinely as wrestling fans are interested in this show it's the new cool toy this Mm. this is the shiny new toy is dynamite still yeah it's been on for a year plus now but it's still the cool show so we do this show because we're like fuck it we're watching the show anyways we might as well do a show on Mm. this show and that's the reason why we kind of do bd elite and and give it to you guys for free because it's like well we're gonna watch it anyways yeah because it feels like the more interesting show and even when AEW falls flat on a Wednesday night, it's like it's still the show that's topical and
1: something. It's it's always entertaining, yeah. Even when it's not like one of their best shows, I absolutely this wasn't one of their best shows. Um, it's not a particularly memorable show, but it's always enjoyable. Yeah, I never come away from it. There's a few times. There, there's been times <laughs> where it's been not great, but I can't say I've ever been like crazy angry yeah about an episode i'm interested in next week or feel like i've wasted my time or anything i've just been like ah that wasn't as good this
2: week yeah sometimes sometimes it feels like that uh so that was AEW dynamite
1: um and that's what we thought um are we gonna take any calls we are yeah we open up the phone lines every thursday afternoon uh we go live on twitch 1 p.m and as we're wrapping up our show we like to go to the zoom call in lines for our lovely, lovely patrons. MJ, hello, how are you?
5: Hello, my friends, north of the border. Oh, it's MJ from NJ. It's MJ from NJ. I miss you guys. Uh, I miss you too. I miss you so much, bro. It's been a minute. I can't join the watch alongs anymore. I don't watch the main product. And uh, I actually caught the overrun. I know I left feedback on the final promos for NXT last mm. night um that looked cool so excited for those uh matches um not sure how many times they can run adam cole up the top of the mountain though with like at some point he's got to regain his old form right he's got to be the champ and i don't know that i want to see kyle lose it's it's definitely a very good rivalry
1: yeah absolutely i think i think this takeover is is looking fantastic and definitely kyle and cole is one i'm i'm probably most excited to see yeah takeover looks stacked
5: So I know this is the AEW show, and I don't know how much you guys watch uh, Being the Elite. It's always been a big passion of mine and something I've watched for years. And there was this interesting uh, bit this week where Matt Jackson's kind of sad about what happened with Hangman. Matt Hardy, like, did the whole phone call thing. Am I telling you guys things you already know? I'm sorry. I
1: don't watch. No, but I think
5: does. I
2: I watch here and there for me. It's like it either really hits and there's some funny shit and really story driving things. And then the other time, like, why was this part of this show kind of thing? Um, But I think it helps get wrestlers over. But uh, explain what what the the story was there.
5: Yeah. So Matt Hardy's all I'm sorry. Matt Jackson's all like sad and disgruntled over what happened with Don Callis. And then he's like reflecting on things and they use this certain music that they play when it's more like storyline driven stuff and he runs into Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy admits that he's the one that texted him about Hangman and like not needing them and that's what set the fuse off with those guys and then Matt goes to find Hangman and he goes to the Dark Order clubhouse where they mm-hmm. hang out and he sees Hangman like having this amazing time <laughs> so like my biggest takeaway was that in the last year, the Dark Order has become, like, the star group of being the elite. They have all the bits. They have all, like, the inside jokes. The elite has kind of, like, fragmented. Cody is not even involved with them, which was really weird because he was involved with Penta last week. And then this week, Kenny's involved. And, like, these guys have nothing to do with each other anymore. Anyway, fast forward to last night, and I think that really played out even more so. Like, Hangman's part of this other group, and the elite's done. And I mean Hangman, like, down the road's the ultimate babyface, is he not?
1: 100%. i i see him as the the next guy the guy to kind of dethrone kenny
5: yeah so i i love that stuff i mean i I provide that because i don't know how many people are watching being the elite but um it's cool that they're moving storylines along uh and then the matt hardy stuff's just all over the place like too much and not enough going on there's no there there anymore the magic's gone and um uh, we'll see what happens, but I, I know MJ, um, you're
2: you're a pretty big uh, AEW fan. Obviously, you you usually watch that over NXT on Wednesdays. Um, but where would you where would you want to see? Because I know that pay per view is like what in a few months. What, what's the next big? What's the main event of that pay per view for you as an AEW fan? Because is it Christian versus Kenny?
5: No, I think that's like a big dynamite match. I think actually a lot of it depends on what they do with Rich Swan and Impact. Um, There's just so many options, and I do feel like uh, somebody said this last night in comments on uh, the the John and Way show, which is like Kenny seems to be in a holding pattern, and I agree. I just think there's too many like big things out there for him. You don't know what the impact situation is going to be. You don't know what you're going to have available with any of the other Bullet Club guys, um, God. Like I wouldn't even be a you know I'd be for like a five on five huge match at the next pay per view where. You can bring in special attractions. You don't have to do like another singles titles match if you're doing those on TV.
1: I think you're getting that with the pinnacle and in a yeah. circle, though. I imagine we'll get some sort of stadium stampede stadium. there. Um,
5: that'd be awesome. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. And then you have Kenny. Yeah, if he beats Rich Swan, would you run that back on AEW?
1: If he beats Rich Swan, um, like on a dynamite, maybe. Um.
5: Uh, so let me rephrase, would you build to anybody from impact challenging him on AEW's next pay-per-view? No. Double or not.
1: No, No. and I I don't really think that's I it's more beneficial for impact to have these things happen on impact pay-per-views. I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna spike an AEW number by having like a rich swan or a moose challenge on on AEW tv or an AEW pay-per-view but i do think the other way around you're going to spike an impact pay-per-view by having kenny on there so i i would keep it i'd like to i i personally would like to see a bit more storytelling on in, oh, on sorry on dynamite a little bit more crossover a little bit more references to what's going on uh with swan because i do think that's kind of a interesting story right now but i don't see the match happening on AEW.
2: what about what about a bigger match, MJ? What about MJ's with me on this one? Mm.
5: Don't say it. Don't say it. It's mm. not, you know, we're we are we we're a way away.
1: The end game. No, for no for double or nothing. I wouldn't think. No, not for double or nothing. But the end game
2: is the, real. The
5: end, the end game would sell out a stadium. Maybe one that the owner of AEW happens to own already.
2: So we're going, perhaps. You're putting this up. <laughs> I we're don't, going.
5: I, I'll get off the line. I don't want to get too deep into the end game, Brayden, but... Uh, Can't let people know about our end game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, not let's be honest. If they wanted to run a stadium show and they own the stadium, so it's rent free and it's all profit from ticket sales, like, are 50,000 people in three years not going to a mega show?
2: We're going. Yeah. Two no, years? you're right. One year,
5: I don't know how long, but like... It's
2: us
1: versus them. AEW. I mean, so going back to Double or Nothing, perhaps... Perhaps it is Christian. Perhaps that is the match. He said last week that he wants to prove himself by kind of working through everyone. He's starting with Kaz next week. We're talking, what, six, eight weeks to double or nothing? Yeah. I think it probably is Christian at this point. I think it's Christian versus Kenny at yeah. the pay-per-view. Because there's sense. no one else right now. Everyone seems tied up doing other things. Last question, MJ, before we
2: kick you off the line here. Are you buying my Kenny Omega towel for... an? crazy insane amount of money
5: so I don't know if you've seen <laughs> this thing like the the big shipping truck that uh, the shipping uh, the, the cargo that's stuck in the canal no so as soon as they figure out global shipping, we can arrange the shipment of this towel. Today. All right.
2: Yeah. Sounds good.
5: The boat from the Suez canal. Look that up. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about. It's. Hilarious. I have,
2: uh, when I went to, to, to wrestle kingdom, I bought uh two towels. I bought one for you, Davey. And I bought one for myself, but I just never opened this towel and MJ it's worth a lot of money now. And MJ uh, has offered to buy it. So I'm just going to sell yep. it. I'm letting the price go up <laughs> until that forbidden door opens. And then they just start selling it again, which I got to sell it to before they do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely <Thanks. laughs> before they just Guys, print them all B-L,
5: thanks mj thanks, nice weather you both look beautiful Davey. i'm oh. jealous of your uh manly tan and uh lion mane you're i think it's, just the, I think it's you, just the lighting i think it's just the lighting. why are you, you getting tanned you're in florida we appreciate you mj you're one of our, our biggest
2: supporters and one of our ni- great friends uh on this show thank you man appreciate you thank hey, you mj if,
5: if anybody lives in new jersey and had a birthday yesterday shout out shout out shout out <laughs>
1: I don't know. Don't know maybe. who's talking about maybe Philly. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's go to Jake who's on the line. Jake, how are you? Maybe the famous uh Brandon from New Jersey uh yesterday. So that's uh Thank you. Thank you guy for guy ruining yesterday. my joke. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you That That didn't go over your head at <laughs> all, Jake. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> went over my head, but <laughs> thanks. Hey, what's up, brudas Uh I'm Talking to you uh, uh, with my new Blue Yeti microphone, which is a beautiful piece of artwork uh, I just purchased uh, yesterday. So it definitely works well. What a beautiful microphone I have! Yeah, <laughs> great. yeah it's great. Yeah, it's what we the, use as well. Blue
2: Yetis as well. Yeah. What's on your mind yeah. tonight,
3: Jake? Yeah. What's up? Okay. So here, living in Chicago, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Peacock um, because I do have it, and I, I got to say, this thing—it's—it's going to the rollout here is going to be is going to take a while to get used to. Uh, simply because like i was watching uh, fastlane this uh, this past sunday uh having both peacock and the wwe network and it's a very lengthy a lengthy delay on on peacock which is about like 2 or 3 minutes behind and it's oh, okay yeah it's 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 interesting uh and there's no capability to pause to fast forward or to rewind uh which is pretty Uh, lacedaecical and pretty frustrating to be honest with you but Mm. i don't know what's it's i don't know what's going to happen but uh, hopefully they'll all get sorted out and uh by hopefully by mania time but it's going to take a while to get used to and regarding the whole editing thing well well they have i've decided to take a look at the library and removing some some questionable Mm. content and like you know i i understand what they're doing uh but and I know that the times have changed, but you know the past is still the past. Still happened, and mm. what happened? And what happened? Uh, what happened? You, you can't change history, pretty much. Uh, but look, I, I understand what they're saying, and they want to like you know try to appeal to like a more mainstream audience, and don't want to have that type of controversy coming around. But uh, even Disney Plus, but to be honest, you, even Disney Plus isn't doing this type of stuff. Mm. Be, uh, at least like. Uh, at least with disney plus like they at least put disclaimers saying that this is the content of the time and there were and obviously in like the classic disney movies back in the 30s and the 40s it has some racial stereotypes that were that did not age very well like like with bambi and uh Peter and Pan, the old Dumbo. Peter, I think. Peter, oh, Peter Dumbo. Pan, of, yeah. yeah, Peter Pan, one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, Captain Hook is the true
2: hero. They recently put up these things, like, "Hey, there's some things in this movie that aren't like cool."
1: Mm. Disney's doing that, but WWE's pulling. <laughs> and there's like, uh, <laughs> like parental locks for like yeah. stars. Like, if you want to add stars yeah. to your thing, you've got to like. But
2: I get it. I'm not a parent, but I understand Disney is Disney. It's for kids. It's mm. weird that it's so. Accessible. Yeah, I'm probably
3: I'm probably comparing apples and oranges here. But yeah. I'm just putting out an example right here. But with uh, with with WWE like having more of an adult type of content and seeing what they with the stuff that they put out there with like with Vince McMahon having that uh, that conversation with John Cena and then pulling out the N word and then mm-hmm. having Booker T on the side after that. But but yeah, I, I could have at least had like a probably feel like I at least had a better solution. Maybe like putting like disclaimers like what they did with Chris Benoit matches. Yeah. But, I, I don't know like I don't know how you guys feel about that I
1: mean it doesn't affect us but I, I'm with you Jake we kind of talked about it on the show about yeah. how I think we both feel the same that just pretending things didn't exist I don't think that's how you learn I think you learn from seeing that watching what happened and being kind of told that this isn't cool and this doesn't necessarily represent NBC's views and this yeah. was filmed in 2005 and it wasn't right then <laughs> changed, and it wasn't right then but sure sure yeah I, I think um i mean the whole attitude era there's so many things that you're gonna someone's qc'ing right now the attitude era clips and they're like wait may young and mark henry wait they Trish got what barking like a dog <laughs> like there's so many katie vick like yeah. there's there's so many things that uh and, and i get you don't want you don't want kids flicking through and seeing vince mcmahon say that word and thinking that's cool but also so like well that's why you have disclaimers that's why you have parental locks like you've uh censorship of like old stuff i don't know i i just find it a bit odd it's it's weird because uh, like Think of, uh, I'm born in the
2: 90s, so 2000s. I love all those shitty 2000 comedies, teen comedies, American pies Mm. and stuff like that. If I watch those back now, I'm like, ooh, that's cringy. Ooh, that's the plot. Ooh, that's a joke. Today, that's just, like, downright wrong. Mm. It shouldn't be. Family Guy, you watch jokes from Family Guy, you're like, ooh, should they have said that? Should they? But are they going to edit these movies and just air 15 minutes of, yeah. like, instead of the, what's in it? It's like, yeah, it, maybe it wasn't right. And we've learned from it, but this helps us know that now I watch and go, Ooh, that's not cool.
1: There was a whole, uh, there was a play at one of the theaters I worked at called no naughty bits, which was about Monty Python versus ABC. Okay. Because ABC basically censored all the naughty bits right. from Monty Python, but it then <laughs> made like when it was airing, it didn't make, you're Sense. like missing parts of the yeah. joke. So yeah. a 30 minute show is now 20 minutes and all setups for punchlines aren't there so therefore it's not funny. And they go, by removing it, I'm not saying that N word is necessary at all for that show. I don't right. think it's necessary. That one I also kind of, I I'm not as hot about being cut out, but I think other stuff from hearing what the censorship is, um, you're taken away from what the product originally was right and you kind of want to see that you want to see how things were then. i'll tell you jake what they won't censor and that's us
2: here at the bde i don't Let's like go. censored Let's podcasts <laughs> and i don't like censored music but i don't I, you know trying yeah. to cancel MM. it's like yeah just don't listen to them yeah
3: yeah another quick thing uh, i i gotta feel i gotta feel bad for the person managing uh the whole platform having to edit all those stuff and try to take out all it takes like Hours and hours of consumption trying to take that out, so, but I got to feel I got to feel bad for that guy. So, <laughs> uh,
1: at least he's working. Some people aren't working right yeah, now, so worked. like this his through. job. Sure.
3: Probably
2: a lot more than one person. Doing yeah, it too. Uh, yeah, but uh hey, thank you, Jake, for calling. <laughs> thank in, you, Jake.
3: In. All right, thanks. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you, to you take next. Take care,
2: dude. Shout out the Blue Yeti. You sound great. Yeah, sounds very clear. Right, and
3: by the way, uh, by the way, one more thing. Shout out to the beloved Toronto Raptors. Uh, unfortunately, they've oh. gone through a, a tough season uh, oh. this season, and unfortunately, it looks like uh some of the best (sighs) players kyle lowry and norman powell are on their way out so uh, i yeah yeah, i
2: saw this yeah dude i woke up this morning and saw that and i was like oh man i'm not even a huge sports guy and, and stuff but i always want to support the city and i will say kyle lowry lowry is the Raptors. yeah he is the toronto Raptors. so that definitely takes the the heart and soul out of them uh yeah shout out kyle lowry yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a jersey now. Larry jersey. Larry. La- Larry. Larry <laughs> jersey. Thank yeah. you, Jay. We the North. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. North. Bye. Wow. Uh. Yeah.
1: Shout awesome out. stuff. Shout out, Cal. Cal Lowry. Yeah. And shout out you guys for listening to us. And you know what? Shout out Brandon from New Jersey. Happy belated. Just like you were belated to our Rumble game. Yeah. Turning up way after the number thirty slot. We were it was really, and inside. It was really funny though. Happy it's birthday. like he did
2: it on purpose yeah. and it like made stuff. It was great. <laughs> i love that he didn't show up we were like well i guess we just don't have a number 30 and it's like wait he's here it's brandon from new jersey uh yeah uh brandon from new jersey happy birthday brother uh again we miss all like our our up next crew and stuff like that we mentioned wrestlemania patrons patreon.com slash up next join now and join for the month of april because wrestlemania night one tailgating before the show starts on zoom for all patrons we will be celebrating our third birthday yeah here at up next so so come tailgate with us i hope brandon from new jersey is there i hope jake is there i hope mj from nj is there too i hope all of you guys are listening and stuff it's our
1: leather anniversary so maybe we've got to wear leather to oh. celebrate three years <laughs> calm down you've got your leather hangman vest i do yeah. i got a new vest though yeah
2: I got, I got inspired by Kyle O'Reilly and I'm going to rock a great WrestleMania Terrible. tailgate outfit. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, join us on patreon.com slash up next because we do so many other podcasts. Canadian Stampede with Brent Nickel is dropping this weekend. We're going to record it later today, talking all about the WWF in your house epic showdown between the Hart family, Team Canada versus Austin, Legion of Doom, Shamrock and, uh, who's the other guy in that match? Is it Ahmed? No, it's, it's not Ahmed.
1: Not. Who is no, that? I can't lame. remember. Still
2: need to watch yeah. that. Uh, so look for that as well as an episode of Was Next, chatting all about February 27th, 2013 edition of NXT with The Shield showing back up in NXT there and all the other podcasts. Only $5 a month gets you access to all the shows we've ever done. Was Next, Best Match Ever, Movie Reviews, all that stuff is there in the back catalog. Only 5 bucks gets you access to that. Go support us there. And follow us on the socials at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for all the updates of all the shows and everything we do. And uh, we appreciate you guys uh, for listening and, and for supporting. We appreciate you so much.
1: Thank yeah. you for joining us, everyone, in the Twitch room today. Thank you for listening, guys. It's always a pleasure.
2: Yeah, it is. So uh, thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I didn't think of anything uh, too funny to say. So. Um, I don't know. Who said who better? Like I don't even nothing really was who
1: better who yeah. better Ahoy
0: Whether it's Kroger Simple
1: Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's
0: memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each
5: with card. Kroger, fresh for
0: everyone.